Why is homeowner's insurance important? Do you think you're paying too much? What's the best coverage for me? These are all important questions that homeowners have and should consider when it comes to insurance. In celebration of National Homeownership Month, we'll be diving into what homeowner's insurance means and ways to effectively choose what works best for you. My name's Rob Sassos, and today we'll be talking to homeowner insurance expert Joe Salerno, who is president of an American insurance company. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome everyone. My name's Rob Sassos. It is National Homeowners Month and today my guest is Joe Salerno. Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. Our thank topic you. is home insurance as it deals with home ownership and Joe is our expert talking about that today. Joe, can you give us a little bit of your background? Sure, sure can Rob. First of all, thank you for calling me an expert, but I would never call myself an expert. I'd let other people make that determination. What I'd like to share with you is my background and experience and, and form your own conclusions. Um, I started working with a national insurance company at age 21. That's for, for those doing math, that was 37 years ago. Within the time of working in a national insurance company, I had multiple leadership roles. I had leadership roles in underwriting, in claims, and now in, in agency and agency management. I think that uniquely qualifies me um, as someone who knows a little bit about insurance. Again, I would never call myself an expert. However, having 37 years experience in multiple roles um, in insurance qualifies me to answer some questions. Fair enough. And I will call you an expert. So okay. our topic, like I said, is homeowners and in, uh, homeowners insurance. And though everybody knows that, those words, People buying and selling don't necessarily know exactly what it is or why it's important. So, Joe, what is homeowner's insurance and why is it important? Oh, you're absolutely right, Rob. A lot of people don't know what homeowner's insurance is. They just know that they are required to have homeowner's insurance to close on their home. Um, homeowner's insurance, by definition, there's two definitions. First of all, it's risk sharing. You're sharing the risk of your home burning to the ground with your neighbor and other people. Um, and everybody pays their premiums and the premiums go into a big pot of money and then they pay people that have losses. So it's, it's, it's very possible that you may pay premiums for 50 years, never make a claim and feel that uh, I paid all this money for nothing. Uh, again, unfortunately, your money may have gone to rebuild your neighbor's home. This all started with the Amish, with, with barn raisings. Uh, when people's barns burned to the ground, the whole community would, would chip in and rebuild that barn. And you may have had uh, Jeremiah at the time complaining to his wife, you know, I've rebuilt 10 barns and my barn never burned. But that's, that's the whole point of insurance is risk sharing. The other definition is transfer of risk. I want to transfer the risk of any loss that may occur in my home. It could be damage to my home, like a fire or hurricane damage or lightning, or it could be someone getting injured on premises. And if you have that loss, if you didn't have insurance, you'd have to come out of pocket to make the repairs or to reimburse somebody else for their injury, which could be devastating. Um, you know, picture of a home, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollar home burns to the ground and you don't have insurance you're out of luck. That home, either you would have to pay cash to rebuild it or you would have to abandon that home. The reason it's important is to prevent financial devastation. Again, if my home burned to the ground and I didn't have insurance, it would be financially devastating to rebuild it, if not impossible. Um, and that's the whole point of insurance. It's a transfer of risk for a fee, which is what your premium is. 
That is a great answer, Joe. Now, understanding that homeowners insurance is multifaceted, what are types of coverages that are must-haves when owning a home? Well, the coverage is just imagine what could happen to your home. Your home could burn to the ground. Your home could be struck by lightning. Your home could be knocked over in a hurricane. Uh, so you want to protect the physical home, and, and that's your coverage A, uh, dwelling protection. So you want to protect the home. Then you want to protect things inside the home, like your personal property, your, your appliances, your, your couch, your TV, your linens, your clothing, your jewelry, your artwork. The other thing you want to protect is people that come visit the home that might get injured on your premises. Picture somebody diving into the pool and, and, and hitting their head at the bottom. Picture somebody on a slip and fall. Maybe you have water on the floor for some reason. Your refrigerator is leaking, a pipe is leaking. You just wash the floors, mop the floors, somebody slips on it. Uh, you have a dog and the dog bites somebody. Um, these are, uh, that's liability coverage to others. So really all, we, we look at what could happen to the home, what could happen to things in the home, what could happen to people that visit the home, and not only to make you whole again, if any of those situations occur, um, but to also then allow you to live elsewhere while your home is being rebuilt. That, that's a, additional living expenses because, again, the scenario of your home being severely damaged to the point of not being able to live there, okay, great, the insurance company is going to rebuild it. Where do I live in the meantime? That's a coverage that's also should be in your, in your policy. It's called additional living expenses. Within the policy, there's five major coverages, and they all protect the home, the things in the home, or the people that visit the home. And that's the, the guts of a basic homeowner's insurance policy. You can then always add things to an insurance policy like flood insurance, because people sometimes confuse flood insurance with a pipe burst that causes the flood. That's covered, the pipe burst, assuming you have water coverage in your policy. But water coming from the exterior, rising water from the exterior is not covered unless you have flood insurance. Um, other things you could add on to your um, homeowner's insurance policy is special coverage for jewelry or artwork, sporting goods, collectibles that ordinarily would only be covered um, up to a certain limit. But if you have uh, items that exceed those limits or special coverages needed on them because of the type of item it is, you want to schedule that onto your homeowner's policy as well. Okay. Good tips there. Now, Let's talk about cost versus investment. So we have the insurance or those current homeowners that have insurance that are listening to us talk right now. Okay, how do they know if they're paying too much for their current policy? That's, that's almost a loaded question, Rob, because everyone is paying too much. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're in an environment right now where if, if you're not paying too much, you believe you're paying too much. So therefore, everybody's paying too much. Um, the, the recommendation there is to shop around. But you have to shop around wisely. Homeowners insurance, I believe, is one of those things that you truly get what you pay for. There's no company that consistently offers the lowest rate. Uh, rates ch um, change and change frequently due to the amount of exposure an insurance company has in a certain zip code, uh, due to the exposure an insurance company has to certain age homes. They look to have a book of business that offsets each other. They don't want all old homes. They don't want all new homes. They don't want all homes in a certain zip code because if that zip code gets hit with a hurricane, they'll, they'll be devastated. They have to 
have a, uh, a risk that is, uh, is not specific to, to homes or, or zip codes. Um, but back to everybody, how much they're paying. We're in a situation right now, and we can discuss that later. We're in a situation right now where homeowner premiums are increasing rapidly and dramatically, uh, something that we've never seen before in Florida and possibly uh, nationwide. I speak to agents throughout the country. And the rate increases that we're receiving and as fast as we're receiving them is very unique to the rest of the country right now. And again, we could discuss that a little later, but back to your point for a final time, um, people just need to shop around. But you have to shop around wisely. And, and, and my, my suggestions there are don't just look at the premium. Look at the coverages, look at the deductibles, look at the exclusions that are buried in a language that you don't necessarily see. Consumers think they're doing their due diligence because, well, the coverage to my home is the same and the deductible is the same and the premium is less, but there may be many, many exclusions built in. I know there's no secret sauce, but what questions should homeowners ask when they're talking to, when they're shopping rates or something like that, looking for a policy? What are some some very important questions or don't forget to ask questions they should ask? Great. Again, the obvious, people look at the coverages. The coverage to my home is the same. The coverage to my personal property is the same. The deductible is the same. The premium is less. However, let's use personal property um, as an example. There's different ways that an insurance company can reimburse you if your personal property is damaged. The two ways are replacement cost and actual cash value. And they both seem um, innocent in their, in their, in their description uh, or in their name. Replacement costs means we are going to give you enough money to replace your couch, your TV, your refrigerator, your clothing. And we're going to give you enough money to replace it in today's dollars for today's items, for whatever a TV costs today or a couch costs today, the same couch. The other alternative is actual cash value, which sounds like, wow, they're going to give me my actual cash value. But think about what a 10-year-old couch is worth next to nothing. Think about what a 10-year-old TV is worth. So with the advances in technology and how fast technology changes, a two-year-old TV is outdated, let alone a 10-year-old TV. So you won't get enough money to replace your personal property. The same thing's happening now even with roofs. Insurance companies are offering actual cash value on a roof. So imagine you need a new roof and your new roof is $60,000, but it's a 15-year-old roof. The insurance company says, "Ah, it's only worth $7,000 actual cash value. That's not enough to replace your roof. So it's things like that that consumers have to be wary of because it's buried in a language. You don't see it unless you read it. You don't see it unless you're looking for it. You don't know it unless you ask the question. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing very important for consumers to look at is the actual company that's insuring you, meaning there's companies that are brand new, two, to, two years old, three years old, four years old. They have not survived hurricanes. They have not survived multiple hurricane seasons. That's the true test. A new company coming into the marketplace doesn't have the legacy of older homes and the legacy of paying out claims from previous hurricanes. So a brand new company, in theory, can offer you a better rate because they don't have all the losses to contend with. But the question is, will they be financially able to survive a strong hurricane? Will they be able to survive a multiple hurricane season. For anyone who's been around in Florida since 2004 and 2005, in 2004, we had four hurricanes in six weeks, all of which were powerful. Many 
uh, insurance companies went out of business because it was just too much for them to sustain. Um, in 2005, we had four more storms. So to me, and that's me, because I'm a consumer as well. I'm not just an insurance agent. I am a consumer. And, and as, as Rob, you know, I work for my customers. I don't work for any of the insurance companies that I represent. I work for my customers. I want to be certain, or at least as certain as I can be, that the insurance company I'm insuring you with has sustained multiple hurricane seasons. That's the test of an insurance company because any insurance company can collect money. Any insurance company could give you a very nice paper that shows you're insured. It's how they take care of their customers when there's a claim that is the moment of truth. And any new company, you don't know. I'm not saying they won't perform, but you just don't know. And, and keep in mind, your home for many people is your largest asset. And I don't want to take a chance with my largest asset. I don't want to take a chance when my family sleeps at night. I want to know to the best of my ability that this company will pay my claims and get my family back in my house if something happens. That's a very good segue to talk about Florida, right? And you and I both know what, what's going on and things like that. But can you share... Sure. Uh, with everyone, because I think not only for homeowners, but for quite honestly, for voters as well, but for homeowners here, what is the current state of homeowners insurance in the state of Florida? Okay. Simply put, it's a mess. It's a disaster. It's it's a broken system that we are all paying for. And if you haven't paid for it yet, you're going to pay for it. What's going on is many homeowners across the state of Florida being non-renewed. Um, I would tell you the estimate is in the hundreds of thousands. Three companies just a few weeks ago canceled midterm, not even non-renewal, midterm canceled 50,000 homeowners in the state of Florida right in the middle of hurricane season because they just issued the, not, the cancellations, which will take effect 30 to 60 days from now. Uh, many other companies are non-renewing people and the companies that are offering renewals are doubling their premiums. Okay, so why is this happening? First of all, in the insurance company's defense, we have experienced in the last three years um, terrible hurricane seasons, even if they're not specific to Florida, although the panhandle got beat up pretty bad and the keys got beat up pretty bad. And I, I have customers tell me all the time, oh, yeah, but my neighborhood has never been hit. Again, go back to risk sharing. Your neighborhood may have never been hit, but you're paying for the people who did get hit because next time it could be you and then they're going to pay for you. Premiums are going up because of the weather. I don't want to get into a political debate, but we are experiencing climate change. I won't go down the path of is it man-made or is it natural, because that's where it becomes a debate and political. But the weather is changing. We are having more storms. We're having storms earlier in the season, and we're having storms later in the season, and they're more severe. In the last three years, this is a telling comment, in the last three years, Two of the most powerful storms to ever hit land occurred in the last three years. So insurance companies are paying out more money. Um, the, the stats I have seen is that they are paying out $1.38 for every dollar they collect. Now, they're paying out $1.38 for every dollar they collect for multiple reasons, not just because of storms. Um, the other issue we're having in Florida is a tremendous amount of insurance fraud. I want to circle back to the weather again for a moment. Again, the weather, the weather has a tremendous influence on the premiums we pay. Uh, and even when we have years without hurricanes, uh, that's when the insurance companies are catching up for the years they did. 
Uh, insurance companies also buy insurance. Most people don't realize this. Insurance companies, all the insurance companies I use have reinsurance and that keeps them um, financially stable. So they pay those premiums just like you do as a homeowner, whether we have a storm or not, or whether they suffer the loss or not. So reinsurance premiums are escalating because of the weather nationwide. All right, let's get on to the insurance fraud right now. I'm going to give you a statistic that should be telling. 8%, this is not the shocking part, 8% of all claims, all claims occur in Florida. Okay, that's a number. Is it high? Is it low? I don't know. But 78% of all lawsuits against insurance companies also occur in Florida. So you would think if 8% of the claims occur in Florida, 8% of the lawsuits should occur in Florida. It should be consistent. That shows you how broken our system is. 78% of all lawsuits against insurance companies are currently in Florida. That, that's an outrageous number. So why is that? That's because of Tallahassee. The, the truth of the matter is the folks in Tallahassee have not done as much as they can to protect consumers against insurance fraud. What's the insurance fraud? Everybody knows people in their neighborhood who are getting a free roof. I'm not saying they're not entitled to it. I didn't walk their roof. I don't know if their roof was damaged, but a tremendous amount of people are getting quote unquote free roofs in Florida. We've had roofers, not all roofers, but roofers that take very aggressive positions that file claims on behalf of the consumer that engage attorneys on the, uh, behalf of the consumer. And the average consumer says, hey, you know, if I'm entitled to a free roof, I'll take it. And I, and I get that. If you're entitled to one, you're entitled to one. The problem is the insurance companies don't have a strong enough voice in Tallahassee. And Tallahassee allows the trial attorneys to run the insurance companies through the ringer. And as a result, the insurance companies have to raise premiums or cancel homes that they believe may have a future roof claim. Uh, last example on that, many insurance companies are now only accepting homes with roofs of five year or newer because they believe if you have a new roof, A, it's less likely to be damaged and B, you're less likely to file a claim because you already have a new roof. But mm -hmm. once your roof gets up to 10, 15 years, eh, you know what, I probably need a new roof and the roof was telling me I can get a new roof, so why not get a new roof? Yeah. And that's fine. However, we all now are going to pay for that. Right. There's a lot going on and we could go down a rabbit hole on that for sure. Right. But for the, for the homeowners insurance and homeowners looking for new policies, home buyers buying homes, looking for policies. In summary, would you say the best thing to do is one, educate yourself and just surround yourself with experienced professionals who know what absolutely. they're doing? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I tell people is that you have to trust somebody. So the question is, if you've never heard of the insurance company, and that's common in Florida because most of the national brands either A, don't want to do business in Florida because they can't make a profit. It's that simple. If we're not going to make money there, we don't want to do business there or are very limited in what they'll insure. So the vast majority of consumers in Florida are insured with companies that are, are regional companies and not national companies. So XYZ insurance company, I never heard of them. I get that. So then you have to try to trust the agent. You have to try to trust the person who's offering you that option because um, if, if your realtor recommended an agent or your mortgage broker recommended an agent, there's a transfer of influence by saying, hey, I know this agent. I trust this agent. 
I'm asking you to trust this agent, even if you've never heard of the insurance company. So my first response is try to trust the person you're doing business with, because you may never have heard of the insurance company. So have confidence in the person you're working with. And if you don't have confidence in the person you're working with, call somebody else. It starts with confidence in the people you're dealing with. And I, I can say that, Joe, I definitely trust you. Thank and you so much. We, we've we've packed a lot of information in this time, and and I think we're we're actually running out of time a bit. That was that was great information, every every bit of it. And I just wanted to thank you for the time, and um, giving us the opportunity to talk about homeowners insurance and educate homeowners. Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate the opportunity to educate people. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. If you're a potential home buyer, owner, or seller, don't go anywhere. Before making any decision, it's important to understand the current Orlando housing market, including home prices, inventory, and overall home sales. Let's take a deeper look at our current Orlando market. The most recent report reflects that the median price of an Orlando home sold was worth $300,000. This is an increase of 15.43% compared to the same month last year. Despite prices continuing to rise month after month, inventory is becoming extremely limited. There's been a drastic drop of 61.13% less inventory available in the market compared to just last year. This is leading to potential home buyers having limited options and potential home sellers thinking twice before listing their property in the market. The high demand for Orlando homes in the past year has led to a substantial increase in overall home sales. An 82.04% increase was reported in comparison to 2020. A total of 3,872 homes were sold last month compared to 2,127 sales around the same time last year. Although I don't have the magic solution for our current market crisis, I do have crucial information that can help you understand the importance of home ownership and insurance policies when it comes to decision making.